From the capital city, I'm Jordan Lewis. Following the approval of the Willow Project by the Biden administration, Pat Lavin from the NGO Defenders of Wildlife came onto Action Line to express the group's opposition to the project. First, Lavin went into the environmental concerns the group has. You know, multi-billion dollar investment in brand new infrastructure in uh, sensitive Arctic habitat that will, um, double, the doubling down of the investment will put us decades out into, you know, the carbon pollution that goes with pulling all that fossil fuel out of the ground. So it's the, it's the overarching um, climate considerations with Willow that have inspired both, you know, the legions of conservation groups and also now over 5 million Americans as they became increasingly aware that a decision was coming that had implored the, the White House to not take this step. Many Americans began participating in the hashtag Stop Willow campaign shortly before the approval as it began to trend on social media. Beyond the concerns over carbon, Lavin talked on how the, one of the local communities opposed the project. Yeah, so so a little sort of closer to home or closer to the ground, if you will, and in addition to that, actually the climate, the localized climate impacts are another bit, but, but in addition to that, um, I say a couple other things about it. One is that... Um, uh, another prime source of opposition to the project actually comes from the community closest to it, the community of Nooksit, which is dependent on local resources for the subsistence uh, lifestyle. They pointed to the, the likely project impacts on particularly caribou as a subsistence. It should be noted that there are also native corporations that have expressed support for the project. While the project has been approved, litigation may occur that would delay the project. You can listen to the full interview with Pat Lavin on our website, knyradio.com. There's a winter storm washing effect with heavy snow followed by rain for the northern panhandle. Snow is expected to arrive to the northern panhandle late tonight through Thursday. Although this is a high-confidence precipitation forecast, there is low confidence in timing of the precipitation changing from snow to rain as models continue to struggle resolving multiple low-pressure systems in the Gulf and associated plumes of moisture. Precipitation will begin as snow, but the uncertainty revolves around how much moisture will be associated with each surge of energy and on how fast temperatures warm. For now, the current forecast represents the lower end of snow accumulation ranges, but there does exist a less than 20% probability that snow accumulation could reach the higher end of the forecast ranges. The current range for total snow accumulation possible is 4 to 8 inches. This warning is in effect for Yakutat, Glacier Bay, Eastern Chickagoff Island, Cape Fairweather to Lasansky Strait, and the city and borough of Juneau. As stated earlier, this will be in effect from late tonight through we- late Wednesday night. Travel could be very difficult, and the hazardous conditions could impact the morning or evening commute. Expect the heaviest rates late Wednesday afternoon, followed by a change to moderate rain by Wednesday night. The city and borough of Sitka announced that it will be destroying a derelict vessel at the Gary Paxson Industrial Park today, as vessels can be dangerous if they sink in the harbor system. The harbor department processes them by removing fuel, oils, and other hazmat prior to crushing. Aluminum and metals are recycled. For more information about that, you can contact the Sitka Harbor Department at 907-747-3439. And gas prices are climbing higher again as we hear from ABC's Alex Stone. 
Much of the U.S. has been dealing with cold and snow, but a sign that warmer weather isn't too far away. Gasoline refineries are switching to summer blends from coast to coast. They're more expensive, and the switch causes production to go offline. The Energy Department reports the average price of regular unleaded went up seven cents in the past week to three forty-six a gallon. Even the historically cheap gas area of the Gulf Coast saw prices go up eleven cents in the past week. Alex Stone, EBC News. Coming up next on News of the North, Mayor Beth Weldon called in to the KINY Morning Show to talk about the property assessments. And the Environmental Protection Agency proposed the first federal limits on so-called forever chemicals in drinking water. More next on News of the North. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Mayor Beth Weldon spoke on the KINY Morning Show talking about the property investments that were sent out on March 3rd. Mayor Weldon first spoke on the increase in residential property values. The assessor's office determines the fair market value of any of the property as of January 1st. And these, of course, went out and they reflect a continued steep increase in residential property values. Um, and some of them, some of the, the average, excuse me, uh, increase was 16% across the town, where some is going as high as 21% in some neighborhoods and some as low as 10% in other neighborhoods. The assessment showed an increase in the number of sales prices. A year that we had more sales prices than we've ever had before. So, um, unfortunately, the it shows the trend of uh, escalating prices. Um, and it just shows that people are getting multiple um, offers, and most of them are, before the, are above the asking price. So, it's definitely a seller's market still. We do know that we should soften but unfortunately, the assessment looks backwards, not forward, so we can't do on predictions of what will come. We have to look backwards. Um, and just a side note, commercial properties also went up 6%. Mayor Weldon also noted that this assessment does not mean property tax. But people have to remember that assessment does not mean property tax. Um, the assembly still has to weigh in on that, and we haven't even got the budget, which we get on April 1st. And it's usually June when we set the mill rate. And the assembly typically likes to keep things flat. So, um, and we, so I'm not predicting an increase in the mill rate. And the other thing, um, Mr. Rogers had predicted that they would go up. So we asked them to give us a couple different scenarios on mill rates when they gave us the budget. So we hope to see those too. The Environmental Protection Agency proposed the first on so-called forever chemicals in drinking water. ABC's M1 has more from Washington. The EPA proposed drinking water regulations for toxic PFAS chemicals, or so-called forever chemicals, a pervasive group of compounds that have affected drinking water quality across the nation. These chemicals are linked to a range of health issues, including cancer and other severe illnesses. The move would limit certain forever chemicals to the lowest level that tests can detect, though it would be costly. These chemicals have been used since the 1940s in products like nonstick pans and food packaging. The EPA says this move could save thousands of lives. M. Wynn, ABC News, Washington. These chemicals were last mentioned by News of the North in February when the EPA's Region 10 announced an upcoming virtual listening session on the EPA's strategic roadmap for Region 10 communities on March 15, 2023, which is tomorrow. This is an open meeting to members of the public to attend and to speak. This engagement session will provide information about the EPA's ongoing work under the PFAS strategic roadmap and what that means for Region 10 communities in Alaska, Idaho, Oregon, and Washington. 
The session will provide opportunities for communities to share feedback directly with the EPA regional and program leaders to inform the implementation of their actions described in the roadmap. EPA's Region 10's virtual regional community engagement session will be held via Zoom tomorrow, March 15th, from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Alaska time. For more information and to register for the community engagement session on Zoom, you can go to our website, knyradio.com. And the Augustus G. Brown Swimming Pool will host four sessions of Dog Day Canine Swims on Sunday. To participate in this opportunity with your dog for doggy paddle indoors, as the pool prepares for major renovations, registration is open online on the Parks and Rec registration catalog under the Juno Pools tab at 8 a.m. this Friday, March 17th. The event is free thanks to a sponsorship of the Grateful Dogs of Juno. The Dog Day at the Augustus Brown Pool will include two sessions for small dogs and two sessions for medium to big dogs. Never miss a story or a newscast at knyradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.